Hempstead. Hello, you fabulous, wonderful people on the internet. This is Matthew Derrigish, and I own every issue of The Web of Spider-Man. And you're listening to The Untold Talks of Spider-Man, a podcast about deep cuts, forgotten classics, and why Matt continues to slap the table when he talks, despite the fact that we've done over 70 of these. It's fun. It adds character. It adds work for me when we're editing. (laughs) Kane, do you feel like the annuals of Web of count? Oh, the annuals definitely count a Web of. We've got such great annuals like, I don't know, was there an annex? One of those? No. Oh, Annex attack is of... amazing. That definitely okay. Uh, was was there like a Attack of Atlantis tie-in? You know, somewhere around there. There's there's some golden gems, but the bigger question is: Do issues seventy three through seventy five count? <sighs> We're gonna get to that because <laughs> um, at least one of these issues does not count in this story arc. Um, but for those who weren't quite paying attention, today we're going to be covering Web of Spider-Man, numbers 72 through 75, also known as Art Attack. Wait, what? 73 through 75. 73 through 75. 72 is when Spider-Man fights the (laughs) Neo-Nazis. Um, don't believe me? Go check it out. We should do that soon. (sighs) The uh, first issue has the guest writer of super none other than super special guest writer uh, John Byrne, and uh, with penciler Alex Saviak, inks by Keith Williams, colors by Bob Sharon, and letters by Rick Parker. And then the other three issues are written by Tony Isabella. Um, Fan favorite. Yep. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say these are not available online. Um, They are random issues of Web of Spider-Man from the early 1991s. Um, I I mean... by virtue of being those, you know, early issues from 1991, you could, of course, find them in pretty much any bargain bin as soon as places open up that have bargain bins. I mean, look, your comic store owner is going to be thank you, thanking you for taking these out of the store. Like them or lump them, these aren't moved. It's very true. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, just just some random issues from Web of Spider-Man. I mean, that's what we do here. These are a little special, though. Um, Oh, so special. So on the cover of 73, we see special surprise guest star, Human Torch, special surprise romance, special surprise villains, the Headmen. We'll get to them in a minute. Plus, an extra special surprise with a guest appearance of the Uncanny X-Men. Kane, did you even pick out who that was? Oh, gosh, I completely forgot that was promised on the front cover. Um, it's a blink and you'll miss it. We'll get there. I just thought okay, that was funny. Because like, I remember I remember seeing someone say Kitty, but I did not see Kitty Pride. Oh, no, it, did I... it's not Kitty, but that's your hint. It's, it's Peter. Oh, is that supposed to be Colossus? Yeah, he's an oh, artist. Okay. His name is Peter. He's a big old Russian boy. That, he's right that, there. There we go. Yeah. Um, is, is it the same Peter in the next issue as well? I believe so, but you'd think he would have got hard partway through. You would think. Um, no, that was Peter Nicholas who was in... Yeah. It's... Oh, 
Oh, and then I pick click Peter Nicholas on the Marvel wiki, and it takes me to Pewtor Rasputin, which is Colossus. So I, I guess during the Red Scare, uh, he he amplified his name just a little bit. I mean, at certain points, it's probably more of a code switch thing, you know. Ah. <laughs> uh uh yeah peter nicholas on the streets piotr piotr rasputin in the sheets is that what you're saying hey he's gonna rise again <laughs> no that's the south uh well so did rasputin in a less racist way um there you go so man let's get through the 73 first and what's crazy about this is, is how boring it is well <laughs> okay we'll get to i don't think it's boring <laughs> I, it, this this is many things. Boring isn't what I'd call it. Uh, this is part one of four, but this first issue is its own little ball of wax. And then there's three other issues. And as you heard, the creative teams were different. So, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the the uh, two stories are only loosely tied together by the theme of art. art. Which it's a comic book, so. <laughs> yep. Um, we So yeah, we start off in Head Quest with our favorite head in comics, Mr. Lumpkin, wiggling those ears to everyone's delight. Yeah, Willie Lumpkin wiggling his ears Is there for any like finer, three pages. Is there any finer entertainment in this universe, Kane? I mean, to quote himself, if he wiggles them any faster, his head's going to start flying away. Which, is that supposed to be a, like, foreshadowing of the Headhunters? Maybe. <laughs> am i reaching also maybe yeah but uh yeah we have the old crones taking the parkers and the niece to this art exhibit and i don't know it's a lot of family dynamics peter is sick from the lasagna a garfield he is not i i guess not um yeah it's a it's a heck of a little intro and it's kind of bizarre to see peter here in a tux with a faux mullet i don't know what to call that i mean there's nothing faux about that mullet um i mean this was like 1991 those were kind of in at the time uh you know with with, you gotta remember you also gotta tuck your shirt into your jeans your high-waisted jeans um okay mom (laughs) but uh like looking through it now this like scene at the uh gala i guess is only like four pages but my god it felt like a novel like i i felt like i had finished war and peace by the time i got through this wordy turgid generic mess of like rubbing elbows and oh peter parker and johnny storm so, have a contentious relationship let's, oh let's, aunt may's got the hots for namor that was oh, okay okay well, back, funny. Up, back up hold on let's actually lay down some setting here because i'm imagining i'm guessing this is the untold talks of spider-man people may or may not have read art attack the famous web of spider-man issues that connect with nothing except the entire marvel universe so mm. they're at this art gala and it's uh alicia Wyden. masters yeah alicia masters doing her thing that sculpting the fantastic four and other wonderful sites well i want to i want to pump the brakes just for a second because we only think it's alicia masters unbeknownst to us because it never gets addressed in this comic this is actually a scroll disguised as alicia masters who gets married to Johnny Storm. That's true, but none of that is covered in this comic. So... (laughs) 
just 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 for for context the prelude to secret wars aside or whichever one that was scroll attacks some kree scroll war i don't know yeah no kree scroll war was was before this so yeah we're at this art gallery she's kind of showing off and then yeah the submariner comes in and we get this long diatribe about how and it was like back in my day i had the hots for him so we're already in (laughs) trouble uh Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah. Uh, and the, uh, we get this whole bit about Masters giving him a statue of himself, which he loves. I, there's something... I could never get into the Submariner. I just always thought he was the most boring, pointless character. I don't know if you have any feelings about this um, fish man. I, I mean, uh, when was the last time he had like a series that lasted more than six issues? Um, the Initiative? maybe um he's i i can see the appeal of the character um i I don't know if it's really necessarily like a modern appeal um apparently not with aunt may digging him (laughs) but you know the kind of like jerk character that like still manages to like 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 he, he's very pompous and arrogant but he actually is able to like back up that pomp and back up that arrogance um through like competency and like i, I don't know um <laughs> I, i'm trying to think of like uh like like a like a greg house kind of character um not not saying like they're they're similar but like they they have like similar personality quirks both are very arrogant full themselves abrasive yet like you're still able to I, I guess root for this character for for other reasons i mean house was a very popular tv show um but anyway i, I feel like we're getting like way off topic that's okay i think we should get off topic on this one <laughs> well how are what are your feelings about house md a medical drama that you know finished airing over a decade ago i you know it's the only medical drama i could really get into i need that kind of like humor bait and switch kind of like other level in the story to make it through a procedural show i thought it was uh, really so you're, cool. you're not an er man no mm. but they switched the formula twice in house so you have like these three sections of the show it's kind of cool it's pretty pretty interesting how they were able to like pivot in such a way and like reinvigorate the show um because some people do say that it gets uh a little tiring after a while but for me like the the show always felt like it had like a really strong footing was always moving forward um yeah and that's thanks thanks you guys for listening to the untold talks of house md (laughs) where where we talk about forgotten classics and what it truly means to be a random episode like a random towel focused episode of house so once we're out well not really too far from the art exhibit we get acquainted with the headman which what a bunch um (laughs) you have the gorilla dr chin yeah You have the Gorilla Man, which you could be forgiven for mistaking for Beast, who looks like Beast, except he has this quasi-human head. head. He's got a normal head. Beast has a Beast head. This guy just looks like he forgot his, like, furry costume helmet, and Beast looks like he's ready to rock Furcon. Like, that's the difference. I hate you for making that comparison. I'll never look at Beast (laughs) the same way. Then we have (laughs) Mr. Potato Head. um, Uh, That's Dr. Morgan. 
Uh, he did not go to <laughs> Doctor Potato like, Head. Exactly. He did not get that doctorate, and then then the advanced doctorate for you to refer to them, him as Mister Potato Head, Doctor Potato Head. Yeah. Um. And then is it Ruby Thursday? Gosh, I have no idea who this person is. I'm gonna be real. Like, I I meant I meant to pull up the the. Uh, that's actually why I have the Marvel database <laughs> open so that I could like look up and say like, who is this person? That's Chandu the Mystic on Ruby Thursday's body is my understanding. Right. So so there's this head that's being held by a red orb with tentacles that's in this tranny body. I don't even know what it's a whole thing. Yeah, and they want to get Spider-Man's body for reasons. I mean, um, yeah, you see now this doctor's head on Spider-Man with Spider-Man's head, you know, held in his hand. It's a quite the visual. I feel like there's a whole other thing going on there that could have made its own story that might have been a bit strong. Yeah, maybe. There are a lot of things that could have been changed in these four comics that could have made the story a lot stronger. Namely, being something else. Yeah. So then we get our introduction of Colossus, though there's no way for you to know that it's that Peter when he's coming in. And also, he does nothing in this entire comic, so there's literally no reason for him to be here. Oh, yeah, that's not true, because he makes an introduction to Peter's niece. Yeah, and then what? It's called romance, okay? <laughs> Sorry, my romantic heart is dead. Oh. We've already established this in the Trouble episode, was that? Or maybe it was... No, no, it was the the Matt Fraction yeah. comic. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to go through the blow-by-blow blow here. The headmen attack the Art Institute, and then the Human Torch and Spider-Man deal with them. Yeah, uh, I'm, I also don't want to go, by the, go through blow-by-blow blow because... I attempted to read this four times and like my eyes started rolling back into my head and like my mouth like dropped open a gate and I started just like chanting the, you know, the old for- forbidden tongue uh, because like that's just how like bored I became. Give me a little like, bit of that I, forbidden tongue. It's it's called forbidden for a reason. Um, also, I don't think your wife would approve. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah but um anyway uh, yeah like this is just a very by the numbers team up fight where spider-man and human torch team up to fight like z-list villains with like next to no setup no real motivation no cohesion in the like in the group that makes like the group dynamic fun to read or anything it's just it's best summed up by the last two panels where peter is stumbling towards the men's room opening the door and the first of these panels saying so if my gi track can hold out just one second longer i may manage then the door closes and he thinks to himself a happy ending and that's how we exit all right are you ready to move on to issue 74 um yeah i suppose uh we're gonna be introducing the avant-garde uh the hottest supervillain team this side of i i guess the 70s of web of spider-man do you want to know something wild about these three? Oh, late on me two or three of them were in prior comics yes Yes, that is addressed um, in 
in the pages of this comic uh we get a callback to saying oh gosh what's what's the girl's name like bow yeah yeah bow she came from a moon knight comic and uh the painter is from like a really old tales to astonish it's bora oh, sorry okay uh but yeah i think the painter is from like tales to astonish like yeah like one of the old early school. like human torch solo comics um now the shock no not the shocker god what's his name spark spark yeah spark he is an original to art attack and let me tell you the fact that this is his only appearance i'm assuming is the greatest tragedy of all comicdom you know uh, <laughs> well, we are, in fairness, we're introduced to Peter being bored by him because he's giving some. What you do know, you call this performance art? Peter Parker is the most relatable superhero because right now <laughs> I'm also bored. <laughs> Just thinking about this comic makes me bored. I'm like engaged, drink in hand. I'm talking to my buddy Matt and I'm bored to tears just thinking about this comic. So it's this performance art bit and he gets mad that the audience doesn't dig it, basically. Yeah, it's he throws like your stock standard like I am a misunderstood artist. Um, you know, you you Philistines, you plebeians, you, you know, enjoyers of low art um, it's pretty much what mark tells us every time we get him on the horn you know call this <laughs> philistine's one uh so yeah so we we get the weirdest callback to this piece of art that's been hanging in this gallery since apparently amazing spider-man 22 of like this toe sticking out of a red sock i feel that's worth noting just because that is the most bizarre callback i've ever seen in the comic yeah i mean uh amazing spider-man number 22 that's whew, that is you know what that might be another untold one we can do from uh the ditko era uh because that is the clown and the masters of menace starring the crafty clown the great gambonos the man called cannonball princess python and the ringmaster i uh, thought that was the next movie they were doing i know you're thinking of the people sony put in charge to make <laughs> the next movie touche <laughs> uh, uh, let's see because uh yeah uh, i i guess this is is this the first appearance of the ringmaster i don't know but this is definitely the first and probably last appearance of all these other jokers um yeah so yeah as we continue through this little art tour i just want to pump the brakes for a second and because i want my marvel no prize um because as i am looking through the digital recolorings of amazing spider-man number 22 the uh toe or the sock in this in this painting is blue and here it is red in this issue so are you sure that's not part of your recoloring though well now that you say that let me go ahead and open my scans that i got (gasps) from my marvel cd uh and now we can see we once and for all we can uh check and see what color the sock is Uh, here we go the cd is just paying in dividends let's see this sock is originally blue yeah well you know what uh so uh looks like i've got to write a strongly worded letter to (laughs) to nobody that works at marvel anymore because this comic itself is jim salorp who was the editor of this uh this comic or i could just write one to defalco who's editor-in-chief what about bob sharon Um, the colorist 
uh, well, I'll CC Sharon in. Yeah. You know, cause that, that was, that was his goof, but, uh, <laughs> so I, we continue with, uh, Christine, the, the niece, uh, meeting up with, we have two Peters here, uh, Colossus and goes off about how good looking he is compared to our Peter, which is kind of weird. Cause both of these guys are, uh, male model status. I'd say Adonis is they their def- own, right? They, they have the, their own superhero kind of physique going on yeah yeah uh peter parker may be many things but i don't think he's a ugly man (laughs) (laughs) right so so we get kind of a little contention between Piotr and peter um but then we we go back and see some of our own contention with our supervillain team the avant-garde and i want to talk about the painter for a second because while like babalu or whatever her name is looks like <laughs> she's just like straight out of Bora. like your mom's like aerobics exercise vhs from the 80s and sparky looks nondescript this man is covered in roaches that are speaking a like alien language he's got a purple like port pie hat that's like tucked down under his eyes he's got like a huge mustache that extends way past his face these giant like steve not steve buscemi um 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 he's got pants the guy guy with the big teeth and he he makes the movies and he's insane gary Busey, huge gary Busey teeth um i i I forgot if i try to make any pop culture reference outside of comic books you're useless uh (laughs) um yeah like like this guy is fun to look at he's creepy and like in like visually engaging and different from everything else we're seeing i mean we're kind of like dancing around it talking about how how peter and colossus look identical yet in within the text we're supposed to like there's supposed to be like some sort of like difference where like peter looks super scrawny next to him but like no both of them are built like linebackers um but this 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 painter guy looks creepy and mysterious he's kind of got like a bueno excelente mixed with ignatius riley kind of thing um and i love it (laughs) yeah i i mean he he is the looker of the bunch there's no question (laughs) well so so let's let's talk about the art here for a second um since it attacks probably (laughs) it attacks but yeah since this is about like the closest we're going going to be able to or rather um the closest that we've approached the subject at this point for for something that's called art attack and centers around like a man with like magical paints and like artists i'm a little disappointed that the art isn't more experimental or like cut loose um and part of that might just be because like we're, we're still we're still in the house style at this point like we're, we haven't quite hit um you know the the image explosion where marvel kind of relaxes um style regulations where everyone's got to like ape romita um but uh, was that kind of a disappointment to you as well like I, I was i was really hoping that we like open up and see some like really wacky like page layouts or or something akin to maybe like that brand new day uh sometimes it snows in april uh story where like we've got like gods attacking from like different panels uh punching like peter like from across the page oh, i was thinking more um, of the paper doll issues oh, with uh, oh, yeah, the, the crazy uh, art gallery stuff um see i didn't get those issues issues uh my subscription forgot to send them out so i i, I just i never got them 
right. To this day, I haven't read them. They are they are very much untold. Um, yeah, with this call back to me, and you'll see why a bit later when we get to the actual painting bit. But um, uh, offbeat. But uh, there's this Ninja Turtles comic, Donatello, uh, the micro series from the original run, where they're doing a tribute to Jack Kirby, and mm-hmm. uh, Jack Kirby's actually a character in the comic. And they make it so that with this mystical pencil, basically anything he draws comes to life. So all the stuff Jack Kirby's drawing comes to life, and they have to deal with it. And it's crazy to see, you know, Eastman Laird actually do their level best Kirby impersonation and seeing that come through. And yeah, you're right. I'd expect to see some, you know, famous art pieces kind of come to life and see Spider-Man trying to attack, you know, the squid or the Mona Lisa or something, you know, have some fun with it. And we, we don't really go there, which just kind of feels like if you're going to go that far with this premise, you know, that's the fun of it. If you're not going to do that, why are we here? Right. I, I mean, like, I don't want to sound like we're trying to like rewrite this comic or anything but like it just oh, like there's like, there's but yeah there, oh. <laughs> but like there, there's potential here uh to be a little bit more playful than than what we ended up giving and and so i think i think when it's so apparent for you know just people like us to you know see you know where the story could have gone instead of like oh well they make it really cold and there's a blizzard and spider-man gets caught in some ice cubes so we're not quite there but let's basically skip there i think because there's what an altercation beforehand um yeah basically there's some fighting but ultimately spider-man gets stuck in a painting uh and that's where a cliffhanger is right and then we open up the comic for the next issue it's mario 64 <laughs> uh spider-man is no longer in that painting but every like new york is under several feet of ice which uh seems to have come all of a sudden um and uh in the guest appearances keep rolling yeah this this is a comic that kind of lost me because of all these guest appearances uh i i mean this also comes from someone who will occasionally bring up like you know how do you cover new york in like 10 feet of snow and then have only spider-man uh you know deal with it well this comic addresses that because every page we're seeing a different superhero team which seems kind Kind of like, hey kids, go check out the New Warriors. Go check out uh, the Defenders. Go check out West Coast Avengers or, or whatever. So like we get, the we get Iceman shows up. We get Firestar shows up. Hey well, kids, remember that TV show? Yeah. Uh, we get the New Warrior showing up. Uh, we get X-Factor. Hulk. Or, I'm sorry, not Hulk. She-Hulk and uh, Hercules showing up. We get Captain America showing up. We get Thor showing up. Do they do anything in this comic? No, they just show up for a panel. And you tell they're trying to contend with the weather, but I mean, what's Captain America going to do against the snowstorm? Tell Thor to keep trying. And that's all he does. And Thor, like, menaces the clouds, I guess? <laughs> hey, he, he tells them to cease their howling. Yeah, that's what I saw my neighbors last night. Didn't work so well. Captain America then puts the pressure on by saying, eight million people are depending on you, Thor. You know, no big deal. Um... (laughs) Yeah. So now that we're halfway through the comic, because that is the first half of this comic is just guest appearances. Yeah, literally like Spider-Man swinging by and being like, oh, hey, it's that guy. Oh, hey, 
hey, it's that guy. I sure do know a lot of people. <laughs> um, which, I mean, it's fun, but it's it's to the point of what you're saying. Like, cut half of them and give, the, give even just a beat with Spider-Man to do with them. But we don't even get that. We actually get more of something with Mary Jane in this one page where people are freaking out. And she just kind of impromptu whips up a party. There's hot dogs and soda and let's have a good time because, you know, uh, panicking isn't going to do anything for us. Yeehaw, go Mary Jane. I'm like, that's actually kind of a cool, fun page to give her something to do. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Like, it was, you know, like, it, it's interesting to check in on the uh, extended cast and, and see what they're doing, especially, especially Mary Jane, who, you know, at this point, like, they're married, so she's very important to the character. I, I don't know, like, I, I don't want more... Uh, than just the one page we got but it i definitely appreciate seeing that instead of you know i'm never gonna pick up a random spider-man issue and think man i wonder how hercules is gonna react to this one you know which maybe i should maybe i should just start doing that more often uh maybe i should uh, you know like just go back and reread craven's last hunt think you know what i wonder how black knight is is feels about this situation I feel like there's a few more moments like that around this era of Marvel where they just kind of flash to another character for a moment because this might like they might see something in the distance that was caused by it and be like, check out this book. Yeah. Um, so so we wind up in Art Attack number four and the cover gives us another lovely illusion of you have the avant-garde and Spider-Man's busting loose and you get the Fantastic Four of Mr. Fantastic, the Human Torch and thing <laughs> wait wait I, I mean now granted i am very bad at math i i lied my way into getting math credits at college um now that i have my degree and i've had it for a very long time and they can't take it away from me sounds like you're good I, at I, 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 I did that but i'm only counting three <laughs> yeah i just like what an omission like here's the i like representation guys like put on the female character come on i know she's the invisible girl but slap her head on the cover come on <laughs> so one she's the invisible woman and two she is on the cover we just can't see her <sighs> yeah <laughs> so here's the bit that kind of irked me in particular about the story after all the guest appearance and whatnot is spider-man was in the painting and now he's frozen and then he busts loose from this ice using his spider strength and trying real hard his spider resolve <laughs> go i like that uh in a attempted but not quite mcfarlane panel of thoom busting out mm -hmm. shards flying everywhere and then we come back to him because the human torch is with him and they're dealing with this the painting starts changing like i thought he needed to get out of the painting is the painting just a portal somewhere else like it's it, Weird. It's, it's like we we saw that painting at the end of the second issue and as it's presented in this issue if he like paints you into a painting then like you're trapped there but we didn't really see that in the previous issue or or here like in the previous issue new york wasn't frozen because of the painting new york was frozen because that's babaloo's powers is she has ice powers question mark um and like it, it's not very well established what exactly these people's powers are and i don't know if that's because they're like well we wrote a comic in the 60s and it's 1991 so clearly people have access to that comic from the 60s so we don't have to reestablish this villain and no idea 
<laughs> no idea when that Moon Knight issue was when when you know um, what's her name was in, but like also eh, whatever. Hey, um, look, any comic could be someone's first comic, but everyone's read Strange Tales number forty six in nineteen ninety one. Exactly. Um, now is a great time to mention that this was a reader request, and we've just been slam dunking on this comic all the way through. Um, we love and respect all of our 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 listeners and always appreciate your uh recommendations we're sorry we almost (laughs) always hate them Uh, at this point the the cockroaches that you're pointing out on the painter really kind of seem to become a bigger deal as they're crawling off of him and onto other characters freaking them out as they're really hearing the cockroaches are saying these weird alien things and it's not like the painter talking to himself right uh yeah uh what next (laughs) yeah like uh, this is again this is where i started losing myself in this comic where okay like one we haven't established these villains they're fighting but then like they get trapped in a painting again and then and then we then we suddenly we move back to captain america and quasar and the fantastic three and (laughs) like all of a sudden they're doing stuff but then but then they're in a painting and then and so i lied it was strange tales 108 okay well i I was wrong because i was kept saying tales to astonish but um super relevant in our day and age of comp reading even back in the 90s like it's (laughs) so like you just remember it's one of those old ones that used to be like the anthology series and random exactly like it is a different era it's a different thing Mm -hmm. so what i'm saying is for me this comic completely falls apart like i i i cannot follow what is happening between spider-man and the human torch um like are they in a painting are they not in the painting you know we get an explanation of the painter's powers where whenever he paints something it becomes real um but it also leads that, to this yeah how does that work here it also was this greater marvel conspiracy that involves cockroaches that apparently has been this like ongoing subtle thread like in random issues of marvel for a long time this is picking that up which is a hell of a curveball to just toss in in effectively two frames <laughs> you know why not uh <laughs> <sighs> So I, I, it feels like, to me, it feels like the, the paintings are, are more like portals because mm-hmm. Spider-Man and the Human Torch fight their way back up to the avant-garde, the terrible trio. Uh, and they brawl and we, we get something of a resolution when the two lackeys get more or less bested and then the painter explodes into a million cockroaches. Right. And then the comic ends. Um, we find out the painter was just cockroaches and then our two henchies, the Bora and Spark, get trapped in a painting that's now a prison and then not a portal but then if it was a prison they had to fight out of how did spider-man do this what three times now correct um yeah (laughs) um great um we get a cool the end of like the skin canvas of the painter uh next to some spill paint and a cockroach um i I guess that's that's kind of neat but um yeah yeah the best the brightest the most wonderful uh, 
what's sad too is i usually try to be an advocate for web of because i think there's a lot of fun comics in there but there's definitely it has a reputation for a reason mm-hmm. yeah no I'm, I'm right there with you and i mean that's part of the reason why we do this show is because we're trying to find like the goodness but sometimes we find the badness instead uh and, and and that's fun too sometimes it's fun to just kind of lean into a comic um and and kind of kind of like mystery science theater 3000 um so i have one question that we kind of glazed over all right who's quasar he's a guy he he quazes uh he he doesn't he have like the 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 nega bands he smacks them together and then all of a sudden he's quasar so he's a pro wrestler no or isn't that someone else is that like the thing right no 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 no, quasar he's he's like a he's a cosmic character so what's he doing dealing with like snow you know sometimes the same same reason nova's on the new warriors well i mean he's just a human rocket which is well, basically cannonball i don't <laughs> did they well, ever fight? You know. <laughs> i'm sure they did all right um yeah so we need to slap this bad boy on the web o rankings that starts number one with hooky and ends all the way at entry 71 with the time before which is some web spinners issues that we don't need to get into kane I am looking at a story known as Media Blizzard, which is entry number 63 on our list. Now, it's not the hottest, but it is also a Spider-Man story that went over several issues that deals with winter. Uh, It seems like an apt comparison point. Do you feel Art Attack is stronger or weaker than Media Blizzard? I'm I'm gonna go with weaker, um, because as as we both stated, this the last issue we had difficulty following what exactly was going on because the the powers for the painter were never properly established uh and it seemed to change depending on like the needs of the story and even my dog doesn't like this scraps and yeah and so i i'm I'm just thinking this comic needs is needs to go even further down because it just fundamentally does not work all right um another so one I'm, with the... I'm talking like bottom five yeah yeah i'm trying to look here so i'm looking at oh let's just go for this do you feel art attack is stronger or weaker than maybe one of the most contentious placements on our list the short halloween i'm gonna be honest i don't even remember the short halloween at this point it's written I'm by ns and all the... cast mas- members spider-man right, gets yeah, knocked out like, like 20 Spider-Man. times uh, yeah that's uh, most the comic uh <laughs> well uh, well you know what we'll, we'll throw the people who like that story a bone and uh I'll, I'll say this is worse than that all right how how low do we want to go uh we, we, let's, let's just put it under the short halloween and call it a night all right because then we we're gonna start getting to some points where i was like i don't i don't know mm-hmm. yeah let's just let's just let's just put it slap it down there toward the bottom call it a night so you're ready for this kane because you haven't agreed to this but i don't care all right late on me all right so next we are reading the amazing spider-man volume two number 26 all right what what is that that is a howard mackey joint with romita jr on art uh it's a uh it's a little tale that i think actually says something about peter parker and spider-man that is pretty much well contained to this issue but i think adds something to the character all right well uh well i'll take your word for it who's the villain the squid the squid okay all right uh i 
love myself some rocket power. Um, all right, I'm looking forward to it. You know what? I'm looking forward to it. Um, speaking of looking forward to things, if you're looking forward to our next episode, what if I told you that for a mere $3.99 a month, you could get access to all of our bonus content so that you, you can listen to us all the time uh you'll get our second show the told talks of spider-man where we talk about known classics well-regarded stories and still what it means to be a spider-man tale um we let's see this one's going to be up in july so uh we'll be talking that month about nothing can stop the juggernaut is that what we landed on yeah you said nothing can stop the juggernaut and nothing can stop the juggernaut two or whatever those issues are called all right uh yeah so uh this month we'll be talking about nothing can stop the juggernaut and nothing can stop or still nothing stops the juggernaut the juggernaut The, the 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 sequel that we got during the uh tail end of brand new day uh written by roger stearns so uh excited to talk about those two comics if you're excited to listen about it three dollars 99 cents a month is all you need to get in on that action uh you will also be getting all of the bonus content from mark and dan's uh podcast the amazing spider talk plus access to that members only section of our slack community um this is where i'm going to put in some like air horn sound effects um so if any of that interests you check out the show notes for links to the amazing spider talk patreon webpage speaking of our show notes you can also check out the show notes for uh for links to the ellie badge the ellie badge has provided our theme song since we've had an actual theme song and if you want to listen to more from them you can check out those links Right. And until Kane's disembodied head is lusting after my body to put itself upon, make mine untold. We really need to work on your improv skills. <laughs> and until both Matt and I explode into alien cockroaches, make mine untold. There we go. There we go.